Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everybody, welcome to the session. I'm your host, Justin Crosley, as always. And today I'm in South Lake Tahoe, California at South Lake Brewing Company, uh, a brewery that I've been to several times, but I've never officially met the two of you. Um, I've, I've met Nicole briefly at my beer festival. Uh, South Lake Brewing has come down to Spring Fest, Nicole, at least for two years. I would I think. say, yeah. Almost a handful of times, I yeah. think. I, which I love because we don't get a lot of faraway breweries that come out. And, and that bums me out. I don't want just like the, the local barrier breweries. So I'm always so stoked that you say yes. Yeah. And Chris Smith, uh, you guys are married, of course. Uh-huh. And Chris is, is the head brewer here at South Lake. So thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, of course. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, Springs Brewers Fest was really fun this year. It actually landed on my birthday, so nice. I got to come down, hang out with a bunch of brewers, and have a good time. So. Well, and I just found out when I got here, you have a designated driver, too. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. right? so, yep. uh, I, I worked that into the, the schedule for Spring Brews Fest. And Nic- Nicole's having a child. Yes. You two are having a child. Is it your first? No, it's actually our second. Your second? So okay. I've been joking lately that we started a brewery, had a kid, and then started another brewery. And now we're having another kid. Okay. <laughs> another tap room, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Don't start another brewery unless you want more kids. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> no, right. Well, that's, congratulations, though. That's Thank exciting. You. Thanks. Um, so, all right. So, Nicole's just sipping with us today. Yep. Um, yeah. And I guess we're, we're not leaving you too far behind because uh, this is a rare occasion. We're doing a morning recording, which I don't usually do. So, we'll just be sipping, too, I assume. Yep. <laughs> uh, I told you guys, if it was a 6 p.m. recording, this would be a different show. Yeah. You know. Um, so the brewery's not open yet, um, uh, for the day, I mean, uh, and so we've got to hang out in the tasting room here, which is just, I think it's a beautiful tasting room. You guys have really spaced it out the right way. You can see the brewery 
It looks like you took up plenty of space for the brewery, which is a good idea, right? <laughs> More um, to go. But well. left plenty of space for the tap room. So yeah. I assume that most of your business happens over the counter or are you guys pretty widely out there? In, in off-premise? It actually, I mean, volume-wise, right now, um, right before we opened the second tasting room uh, down the road in the same town, uh, it was like 60% volume to wholesale okay. and 40% to through the tasting room. I see. And we're extremely seasonal, too, so it changes every month. Okay. It, well, so that sort of brings us to an interesting topic, too. Uh, so, Lake Tahoe just had like, well, all of the Sierras just had this epic snowmageddon winter. Yes. I think you guys, it's your second uh, most snow you've ever gotten yeah, in, in history. Recorded history. Yes. Yeah. I think the last, I was trying to read about it cause I, uh, we'll talk about this throughout the show. I just love it up here. Um, and I think the, the last time you guys got, you were beaten by this much snow was like in the fifties. So yeah. it's really like, so before we were all around, was right. the last yeah. time you got... <laughs> they probably didn't even have snowblowers at that time, which <laughs> really sucks. That, that right. would be horrible. <laughs> so I, I actually, I, I picked up skiing again this season. I, I grew up doing it. Um, and anyway, I bought myself four passes. And I came up three times during the winter and only got to go once. Because oh, I kept no. getting stormed out. Like, one of the times I... I you know, I, I made a pretty difficult trek over the past to get here. I've got a four-wheel drive, and so I just made it happen. You know, stormy the whole time. But then by, like, 4 a.m., it, it clears up, right? But it dumped I don't know how much snow. But the next morning, it's gorgeous out. So I go to the gondola, and there's all the staff there. And I'm, like, and I'm trying to just walk on the gondola, and they're like, no, no, we're, we're closed. Okay. And I'm going, well, why are you closed? They said, well, because we got too much snow. <laughs> and I've got to admit to you, I was a little pissed off. Like, you have one job. And if you came to my, if you came to the hop grenade and I said, I'm sorry, we're closed today because we received too much beer. Would anybody accept that as a reasonable excuse <laughs> to be closed? Definitely not. No, it's absolutely ridiculous. Actually. Now, in fairness, I do understand the lifts were actually buried in snow. Correct. So it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had to dig themselves out. We were digging ourselves out twice a day. Wow. But we were actually open more times than the ski resorts were. Is that right? During those storms. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So we, we kept it open. People were excited because everyone was so over shoveling and yeah. snow blowing all the snow. But I bet. They needed a beer. There I, was one day where people were literally like cross-country skiing here, mm. snowmobiling here. Just down the roads? Yeah, just to grab a beer. Wow. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I didn't think much about that. What I did think of is um, on one of the times I did come here, and the one time I got to ski, it was a bunch of fake news about the storm that time. Oh. Okay, but the news down in the Bay Area is very alarmist about weather up here. Uh-huh. And I was talking to some bar staff, and they're pretty annoyed about it because it was a beautiful sunny day and the, on a weekend. And the Bay Area stayed home because of what the news said. So I assume that affects you guys, too. Yeah, it does. So this year was really hard um, for businesses in general because the snow seemed to always fall on the weekends. It, it always started on Friday, didn't end until Monday. So, of course, all of the, you know, transportation agencies were saying, don't come, don't come. Right. Um, and yet, for the most part, there was... There was ways to get up here um, and have a good time. But yeah, there was some days where it was like, okay, yeah, we're, no come. one should leave any 
or come up here. Sure. So. Well, that was the day I came for sure. <laughs> I just wanted the adventure. I, I like don't really care. But I, I did. I felt like I was kind of understanding for Tahoe that it's already difficult enough to be a seasonal location. But then within the seasons, when you're dealing with things like that, it makes it even harder. You, you almost can't plan for anything all winter long, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, just a shout out to our locals and our regulars. Like, they always came, no matter what. I mean, we have a weekly trivia night on Thursdays. And I kid you not, there was one or two weeks, especially during Christmas, that I was like, we probably need to call it and cancel it. And yet, still 20 teams showed up. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we had the whole tap room full on those nights. And it's just so incredible. Now, here's what I love about that. In the Bay Area, we had some stuff happen like that with just rain. Yeah. Where things got canceled for like we had these um, we have these summer concerts uh, out in the park in front of us. Maybe this one wasn't even rain. This was a heat wave, and they canceled the concert, which super affects my business at the Hop Grenade. Um, and it was one of the last ones of the season. We we're really looking to cash in, and I got super annoyed and kind of felt like. You know, in Tahoe and other places, they deal with these things a little. They don't just cancel at the drop of a hat. Right. You just go out and deal with it. Yeah. Be safe, right? Yeah. Put on your cross-country skis and whatever. So I like that you guys have to be sort of more resilient, I guess, is what I'm getting at. And, <laughs> and not just you, your, your customers. Yeah. I mean, this was just one thing that's happened in the last three years. You know, first right. we had COVID. Yeah. And we were shut down twice throughout 2020, 2021, early 2021. Mm -hmm. And then we had a major wildfire in September of oh, 2021. That right. came um, really close to, to the town. Yeah. 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 So talk about resiliency. I oh mean, my gosh. We've, we've lived through it all right now. I mean, in the last three years. What happened here during the fire business-wise? Did you guys just close for that? So we actually closed for only a week. Okay. It was interesting. My staff was very willing to, as long as like their health wasn't affected, um, they were still willing to be here. I mean, we have, we're sitting in one of the largest indoor communal spaces in all of South Lake Tahoe. Yours? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, if you don't count the casinos. We're right. One sure. of those larger ones. Yeah. yeah. And the casinos were open the whole time. Well, they don't got even generators. They got everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're it, it, dealing with cigarette smoke all the time, so. And not closed for COVID closures either? They're I guess right they're in Nevada. Nevada. Yeah, so you can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so we were actually only shut down for a week, but most of town left ahead of the actual evacuation orders. Um, some people stayed, you know, the diehards. And then, uh, and then a week later we were back because um, the firefighters were just, it was miraculous. I mean, literally no structures burned, no people harmed it is miraculous. within the city limits and the greater surrounding area of South Lake Tahoe. It was just so cool. So I've seen a little bit of that just driving through. It, it showed me how amazing the firefighters are and how they obviously have to prioritize human life and, and structures. And not it's not just here. It was another... Uh, fire burn that I drove through, you could see just that everything around had burnt to the ground except a house. Yep. Like they somehow saved a house, right? But everything around you could imagine was just Armageddon. And I saw so many places like that where they really know what they're doing, if, if, and I assume a bit of luck, um, 
to save structures like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you two evacuate yourselves? Yeah, yeah. we were actually yeah. a lot closer to where the fire actually finally stopped. Okay. At our house. It's probably about a quarter mile away. Wow. Where it actually stopped. It's so, just right there. Oh, yeah. That must be terrifying. Yeah. We were watching basically journalism happen on Facebook and showing video of like driving down the local streets. Like, right. Hey, the fire's right here on top of us. And yeah, like Nicole said, terrifying. a miracle. Yeah. They were able to fight off the fire, keep all the structures within the basin, you know, <laughs> up standing. And yeah. where'd y'all go? Santa Cruz. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we definitely went to Santa Hedarius and oh, there you go. Humble Sea. Hey, yeah. You needed a beer. <laughs> it up. Oh, yeah. You like really needed a beer. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, it was either August 30th or August 31st where we were walking around the neighborhood that we were staying at and had the most surreal conversation about like, what if everything just burns like right. tomorrow? What are we going to do? All your stuff. I mean, yeah. just everything. <laughs> Yeah, where are we going to build a new brewery? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have fire insurance? I'm sorry if that's a personal question, but th- um, that came up a lot, like whether or not people are covered. So currently we still do. Yeah. Um, and then I believe the state of California is really fighting to make sure that insurance companies still um, provide, provide some basic fire insurance. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's already that you, down. you can't really get earthquake insurance unless you yeah. pay out the nose for that. Ugh. Yeah, they're making it more and more difficult. <laughs> right. But while we were in, sitting in Santa Cruz, we were coming up with this grand plan to move all the beer that we already had in stock because we had we basically had a full cold box. Wow. The tanks were all good. They're all, you know, crashed and just waiting. Okay, but you um, had full tanks. Yeah. Yeah. And we were just trying to figure out, okay, we might be closed for – a month or more. Right. How do we get this beer out before it goes bad? No you know? kidding. And so, um, we were talking to the city officials. We were talking to ABC. We, we had this grand plan of grabbing, um, uh, a box truck from new glory mm-hmm. to let us borrow that, come up and grab all of our beer and then bring it off site in order to hold it and okay. then yeah. do deliveries that way and hit Sacramento hit, you know, the areas that were unaffected so and you talked to abc about that yeah yeah, yeah. And it was all ready to go and we saw what happened to the towns along the way during the fire and they you know didn't get back in for a month or more yeah into their house so um yeah we had it all set up and then they're like okay a little over a week later and we're back in so amazing yeah we didn't have <laughs> yeah. to pull the trigger on that plan right. but everyone came together and like we're willing to help that's it was kind of fun to figure it all out. Yeah. Well, a it was like bit of beer a evacuation. You know, I kind of said that about COVID and, and running the hop grenade. Like after a while, it got to not be fun. But for a minute there, the challenge was a little bit exciting. Like just figuring out how to survive. I don't know. I'm just yep. kind of an adrenaline junkie like that. that <laughs> of course, then you take a breather later and you're like, fuck all that. But, <laughs> but for a minute, the challenge is a little bit exciting. <laughs> well, so luckily you got back here. The whole valley must have just been filled with smoke too, I imagine. Yeah. Even for awful. a few weeks after they okay. had really, you know, the fire was still burning in places, uh, but they had it contained. And so smoking here we had all kinds of air purifiers going got it and you know we were one of the first places back open on our street here okay and everyone was so excited really they just got back and everyone wanted to commiserate and talk yeah. about it so we're we're better to do it oh i would have liked to to see that i bet that was just yeah. a cool experience for you guys too yeah yeah it was it was incredible 
We so, also did a really cool thing, just real quick. Um, we um, put on our website, hey, like once we're all back in town and the firefighters can come pick up these gift cards and we'll even mail them. Like we, we gave our customers the opportunity to literally buy a gift card at our place for a firefighter. Nice. And so we had like two different forms. You could either buy a gift card or you could get a gift card. And all they had to do was, and firefighters and first responders, all they had to do was fill out basic information, like where they work, what's their role. And then we sent them a gift this. card. So that was really neat to see. I think we raised over, it was almost two grand, right? Wow. Yep. Um, and then we matched a little bit too. Okay. Yeah. That's what a great thing to do. Firefighters need beers. Come on. Yes. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> That's just Off the a, clock, but yes. Yeah, yeah. especially after that. Yeah. What a great idea. Um, and they must have, you had firefighters coming from all over the country, I oh, think. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, all over the world, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So that sort of leads me to, to just about you guys choosing Tahoe in this, this unique area too. And I, and I do want to talk about the challenges of, of being a brewery in Tahoe, but first, um, you, f- you founded in two seven, 2017, right? Correct. Okay. Um, but you, you, I read that you moved back from Southern California. Yes. So you're Tahoe natives though. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. We actually met in high school. Here. So like right down the road. Got it. Yes. Cool, cool. <laughs> but then you went away for college or something? Or? Correct. Yeah, we both went to Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. Okay. And that's where we both kind of fell in love with craft beer. Nice. Um, you know, Firestone's just down the way. Yeah. And um, I actually got a job with them doing the events Oh, cool. While I was in college. And nice. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. And that really kind of lit that fire. Dude, they're a great brewery. They're, a, they're an inspiration and cool people. So I could see how that would make you want to get into the business. Yeah. Did yeah. you homebrew? I did. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's how it kind of started. I was actually um, with a few buddies of mine. We would go study at this little craft beer bar called Spikes okay. back in the day. And they had this back room where it was quiet there was a bunch of like picnic tables and we would just, we'd go there honestly right after they opened and try not to drink for a few hours, get as much homework done as possible. Yeah. And then we'd have a beer and they kind of did this really cool thing where it was like a, around the world beers. So you had to get a punch card, get your 40 beers from around the world and then you'd get a t-shirt. So it really got me into all these different styles of beers and yeah. And you had to try them in order to get that t-shirt. And it was kind of this thing between all my buddies and I. So my only question is how many t-shirts do you have? <laughs> how, many, how many times did you go around just the world? One. Okay, I just got one, one and I was close to my second one. And I was like, you know what? I don't need another shirt. And that's kind of at the time where they were pulling all these cool new beers from California and stuff too. Okay, nice. So they had more than 40 beers. Um, but that was kind of like their worldly beers right, right. that they wanted everyone to try. So, yeah. So what did you study in school? Any sort of science or brewing? Uh, materials engineering. Okay. Yeah. So Close I was kind of going yeah. down a, a, a little bit of a different path. Um, okay. And actually here in town, uh, my uncle owns a machine shop. Okay. So during the summers, I'd work at the machine shop. Nice. And that's where I kind of got interested in engineering and machining and all that. So, which super helps for your brewery. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, fact, it's been great. I feel like people can learn the ingredient and brewing side. I'm not saying it's easy, by the way, to yep. be a great brewer. I don't think that, but I think you can learn that easier than you can learn the technical manufacturing, machining side of, of a brewery. Yeah, I think you're right, and it's really 
you know, going to Cal Poly for an engineering degree, it's all about learning how to problem solve. Okay. Nice. And you know, their, their whole thing is learned by doing, and that's how I approached right. brewing and, and now every day is problem solving. So oh, yeah. anyway, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like what? 2% brewing, 98% problem solving. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Some cleaning. Throw, throw, throw the cleaning in there, <laughs> of course. So you, was your intention always to come back to, to South Lake or did you not know when you left? Um, I always loved it here, but with it being such a hospitality driven town, mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going to be available to me. Sure. And Nicole, I'm sure felt the same way. And so if we were going to move back to town, which we, we love Tahoe, um, we had to kind of do our own thing. Okay. And so that's where we kind of mixed our hobbies of homebrewing and, you know, trying craft beer and getting interested in that. And then, yeah, let's get back to Tahoe. Let's start a family. Let's start a business. Nice. And Nicole, same for you. What did you go to school for? Uh, industrial engineering okay. with a business minor. So I Perfect. kind of... You know, it's it's the other side of running a brewery, honestly. It's all about um, people, you know, business engineering, basically. Mm -hmm. um, I do all of our finances. I do HR. Um, uh, and we're working on expanding, you know, the HR department here now that we have over 40-plus employees. But, um, yeah, do strategy. I, um, I started off as an analyst in uh, the manufacturing world. Okay. So I, I helped with plumbing products uh, for a company called Zern um, in Paso Robles, actually. Okay. So, you know, that kind of goes back to the whole beer yeah. center Absolutely. Um, of the Central Coast. And uh, yeah, just really always wanted to kind of start my own business. Um, I just didn't have a product until, you know, Chris started homebrewing. Sure. So it all and it fit. fell into place. Oh, that's great. So I love stories like that. And that you got to come home. Um, and you're not, I think, you know, Tahoe's not quite Hawaii with their, with their affinity for locals and, and, <laughs> and, and foreigners for lack of a better term, but it's a little strict around here, right? We, we go to Kauai, like we've been to Kauai once and I kid you not, people thought that we were locals okay. just because of the same like culture, mentality, mannerisms. Yeah. 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 It's basically a tropical Tahoe. Right. And and you guys love local here, and honestly, it's it's part of what I like about being up here. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think I've ever eaten at a chain in Tahoe. I drive yeah. right past those exactly, uh, and I try to do that everywhere. By the way, but Tahoe just does have, I think, a unique entrepreneurial spirit. Probably for much like what you said, Chris, you got to create your own opportunities unless you're some sort of real specialist, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the town. <laughs> for a long time has been kind of ran with the casinos in mind, the mm -hmm. ski resorts in mind. And these are the big conglomerates mm -hmm. in town. And if you don't want to be at those places, you gotta, you gotta work at one of these small businesses and, or build your own small business. Sure. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. All right. Well, before we have to take a break, tell me about the beer that we're drinking. Yeah. So we're drinking our South Lake Pilsner. Um, we try to have this on as much as possible during, you know, fall or so it, we, we just don't have the tank capacity okay. to hold a lager for long. But as we're getting out of winter, um, we take the time to fill the tanks up with a couple lagers nice. during the shoulder season sure. to then open up for spring and summer with okay. some. So, um, yeah, we just try to keep this kind of a, a simple German-inspired Pilsner, mm -hmm. uh, Weirman Pilsner malt, a little bit of acidulated malt. And then um, we hop it in the kettle a little closer to what we would do with a pale ale. 
Um, so a decent amount of Whirlpool hop charge with Saphir and Tetning. Saphir, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It tastes noble. It's good. Yeah. This is a great uh, pills. And do you filter or is that just fine? Just fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, Give it, it a little bit of time. Fine. Um, the fun one for this, and we've kind of played with it. Speaking of Snowmageddon, um, we're doing these beers that I'm dubbing the snow loggers. Okay. And so we're taking uh, our Southwick Pilsner and we're filling it. Uh, we're putting it into wine barrels. So white wine barrels. Nice. Some of them are kind of neutral at this point. And then, so we rack it into the barrels. We stick it outside during the winter and let the snow just bury them oh, for a I couple see. months. So nice. that's our, that's our snow logger. Do you have some out in the snow we right do. now? We yeah. do. They just like melted out. They're ah, kind of on the cool. side of the building. But they're, they're, I guess with the alcohol, they'll, they'll never freeze. It's just keeping them super, super cold. Yeah. And then just, just so I have more tank space. Let's, right. let's put it in a barrel. It gets this cool characteristic, a little bit of Chardonnay vibe to it. Yeah. Um, it gives a delicious. little more like acidity and uh, super refreshing. And so, it's unique to you. Yeah, super so. unique. There's not a lot of places that can do it right now. That's awesome. Unless you're in the Sierra Nevadas. So, yeah, it's really fun. We're actually going to be packaging it in cans for the first time okay. in a couple weeks. So, Got it. Really excited about that. So I know that this, just thinking about that and how long it's going to be there, this snow, this amount of snow is a bit unprecedented, but how long are you going to have these mountains of snow, do you think? I, I was thinking like July is still going to be mountains. You know, that's what everyone's saying, but I have faith it's going to melt pretty quickly. <laughs> okay. I mean, this might be our last. It did snow yesterday. Oh, I right? know. <laughs> my pipes in my RV froze last night. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, I didn't oh, adequately no. plan for that. So hopefully they don't burst. I'll find oh. it. Literally, when I get back home, I think. Oh, no. I'll find out what's oh, up. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh-uh. if it's a northern aspect, so it's getting more shade. During okay. the day, we okay. might have it till August. That's what I was thinking, yeah. even August. Someone even told me, uh, the ski rental place, I was talking about when places close up here, and I mentioned Mammoth, saying till the end of July. But that guy said they might actually not close this year. Really? Yeah. And I guess it turns out some of the places close, like Heavenly, is not even about the snow per se. It's about their lease with the Forest Service. So the yep. Forest Service in part tells them when to close. And he was saying that Mammoth isn't really part of that. He thought it was like private. And, and I just thought, can you imagine a ski resort in California staying open year round? What a yep. wild winter. I, I know, right? Global warming, huh? <laughs> Global warming. Hey, it has its perks. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Every now and then. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I, I heard from the ski resorts this year is that they just had so much trouble keeping people on staff mm. because they were closing. And then the kind of the new cottage industry that popped up this, this winter was snow shoveling roofs so oh, they don't right. collapse. Yeah. So people were making... 70 80 bucks an hour um wow so all the lifties were calling in and just saying hey i, I won't be able this. to make it today <laughs> so i read a little bit about that you have a local tahoe paper um and i noticed in it it's it's almost all editorial pieces that are written in it and there's some very angry tahoeans in there fascinating read though but this one uh woman had written that um in the same day she had a, a dead battery, a blown out tire because of your pothole situation and had to pay $2,000 to have her roof um, dug out. And I just thought, wow, these are problems that not everybody has. That's a lot of money to have your roof. But in some cases, 
I guess you don't have a choice if it's going to fall, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And was that common up here, people's roofs collapsing? There's quite a few residential. Yep. Um, some of the more flat roofs, like actually our brewery, mm. um, you know, stuff like this, they were collapsing a lot. Actually, across the street, there's a Napa Auto Parts, and they had to close for about a week. Okay. Um, they had some kind of structural damage happen in the back, and then they had to clear all the snow off the flat roof. Okay. Um, and then just at the corner of the intersection here, there's a really old um, automotive and gas station set up and they had this really big eaves that would be over you know the pump station hmm. yep and it just it bent and fell vertically wow. so it was just standing up straight and i have pictures of it where <sighs> it just had so much snow that it just broke that off the the stand that's and amazing. it's sitting 40 feet up in the air Ugh. just perfectly vertical in the snow that's amazing all right, well, let's take a break, and we can talk about more of this stuff because it is pretty unique up here and having to work and live through this, so we can talk about more of that. We'll be right back. You're listening to the session. Hang in there. Welcome back to the program. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. I am still sitting in the tasting room at South Lake uh, Brewing Company. A tasting room and brewery, really. It's all almost one, uh, one room. And uh, enjoying some great beer. You guys just poured me your party laps, West Coast Pills, and a, and a pale ale. Um, tell me about the party laps first. Yeah, party laps is, um, well, if you're from the Tahoe area, You've got buddies that you're going skiing with or mountain biking. A party lap is when you're all just charging down the hill together. Oh, nice. And having a hoot. And so had to name it that. Uh, it's got Mosaic, Citrus, Simcoe. So Heck yeah. that's that's the three in the party. That's delicious. And uh, yeah, just brewed it kind of like a kind of an American Pilsner and then hopped it like a West Coast Pale. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So uh, is it the same uh base malt as your other pilsner or different this one we went with a little bit um more of like a north american pilsner malt okay just to kind of keep it really clean get that malt character out of the way and just make it really dry it's delicious it is almost uh, like other than the color it is almost like a pale ale like a super light pale ale yeah essentially we brewed it just like that but with lager yeast and pilsner malt got it so you did lager it yeah. Oh, that's great. You poured this at Spring Bruce Festival this we year? We did. Yeah. yeah. People were stoked on that Yeah, one. that's what Nicole's saying, guys. It was popular. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. they kept coming back for more on that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. I would have, too. I don't get to enjoy that festival like you guys <laughs> it didn't did. look like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We've got a pale ale in our glass, too, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. But let's go back to just some of the unique challenges of being uh, a brewery up here. And maybe not just challenges, but, like, advantages, too. Um, so yeah. What, what do you think about that? You guys are somewhat isolated. Is that a challenge? Yeah. So when we opened in 2017, um, no one else was brewing a Pilsner or sorry, Pilsners, definitely Pilsners around here, but also like even hazies okay. weren't a thing up here. Um, none of the other breweries had them. People weren't bringing them in from off the hill. So when we first had a hazy on tap, people were like, what? What the hell is this? What'd you do? Yeah. What's wrong with this beer? <laughs> yeah. um, until they tried it and they're like, oh, this is cool. This is like totally different. So okay. like training our customers on beer styles that just really haven't hit the area. Okay. I've always said we're like five to 10 years behind the times. That's interesting. Until we opened up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, right when we opened, we were the largest production facility just in right Tahoe off the bat. in the area. Yeah. 
And no offense, and we're not but what big. I think I think of you guys as a small, a pretty small brewery. We totally are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. did just, less than two thousand. Yeah. Okay. Just barrels under two thousand barrels last year. Um, so we do, like Nicole said earlier, we do a decent amount to wholesale. Most of it's going to local restaurants and craft beer bars and ski, ski resorts. resorts. Oh, nice. But some of it makes it off the hill, Sacramento area, East Bay. And that's really just to kind of get the name out there. Like that's yeah. one of a, the other challenges is like everyone comes to Tahoe and they're either going to go skiing or go to, to the lake or go on hikes. Yeah. And like, how do we make sure people want to enjoy craft beer when they're in Tahoe too? Sure. And so we just got to get the name out there. Do you self-distribute all that? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so if I get your beer at the hop grenade, you're bringing it to me. Basically. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and is that because of a, of a, a vol- like a lower volume, it's just better to do it that way. Exactly. Yeah. We can be more flexible and we just don't have the, the volume okay. to, to make that like hit on our margins worth it. Got it. Not so. to mention the distributors in California are all up in the works right now. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, we've, we've definitely thought about it, um, partnering with somebody, but uh, time will tell. It does keep getting weirder and weirder. And uh, even at the hop grenade, we deal with that. I mean, just, I think just a few weeks ago, all of a sudden beer we could get, we couldn't get, um, because it all just got swallowed up by somebody else. We have to figure out how to buy from them. Yeah. California's distribution market is, is strange. Um, but at your size, it makes sense to just kind of ride that out for a little while. I mean, being a California brewery, we have huge, huge rights Okay. Um, here, not only a self-distribution, a thing yeah. and a huge advantage to the small brewers, but also, you know, direct to consumer rights. Right. I can literally ship beer directly to my customers within yeah. the state of California. Do you guys and do that? Through yes. Your, through your website? Yeah. We have an online store. Okay. Um, and it, one of the really cool things is called a bear box actually. So you pick six, um, single 16, 16 ounce cans, um, and you get to kind of make your own variety pack. Heck yeah. Um, and ship it anywhere in Cali. That's so. great. Uh, folks, you can go to southlakebeer.com, I assume, and you can navigate to the online store from there. It's southlakebeer.com. It is great beer. Um, so I suggest you do that. So talking about how you sort of had to introduce and, and teach people about styles here, what, what styles did you open with? Did you keep it pretty basic in 2017? Yeah. When we first opened, we had three 20-barrel fermenters mm-hmm. and a 20-barrel bright and we filled those up, got those first beers on tap, and we had a blonde. We had, at that time, a Saison. Okay. And um, kind of our unfiltered West Coast IPA at the time. Okay. And we were just selling through those beers like crazy, and we couldn't produce any other beers. Oh, so, really? Yeah, because yeah, we just, like, we would run out of the batch, and we had to bring it back. Even and, the Saison? Uh, that one was the one that took a little bit to fall off, but we did a couple batches of that and it was exciting for okay. people. And then they're like, eh, Saison, right. we're kind of over that. Yeah. You really um, need to brew it again though. It, so like <laughs> nice. the day that we opened, we were finishing up kegging beer, going to put it on tap. We were still trying to get our, um, occupancy permit for in here. And so it all kind of happened within an hour of opening. Wow. And we were originally just going to open up to the local homebrew club at the time. And we opened our doors and the place, like we have pictures of it. We had they told people. all their friends wow. on Facebook and it just like blew up. So yeah, this place was shoulder to shoulder. That's no furniture. Awesome. Absolutely no furniture. Oh really? It was like bring your own chair. 
Yeah. But the, but the bar was there? The bar was open. That's okay. all we had. And it was all standing room only in this, you know, 2,500 square foot tasting room. Is it weekend? That it, was... It was a Tuesday night. It was yeah, a it was Tuesday, a Tuesday night. <laughs> that's cool. Wow. It was so neat. That's yeah. what you want. That's the kind of, yeah, that's the kind of welcome and opening you want. It's a good omen. Right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was exciting. But yep. it was like, oh, my God. Like, I, we just spent all our money on all these tanks. Right. And we're not going to have enough beer. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Which is the worst feeling. That is yeah. a weird feeling. Uh, but you obviously just kept filling them. Um, how long did it take before you could start to rotate in new styles? Um, so we figured out right away that we needed more tanks. And so within six months, we had four 10-barrel uni tanks. Okay. And those were kind of what we were experimenting with. Got it. And uh, we still have those back around the corner. And how, how many barrels is the brew house? The brew house is a 10 barrel brew house. The brew house is 10. So okay. we're getting, we're yielding a little bit more out of it, but yeah, we're, we're still doing it. Like, yeah. It's kind of a small scale. Sure. But it's not just you brewing then I assume. No. That's and a lot I, of brewing. I actually don't do much brewing anymore. Okay. I'm still working on the recipes and all that and scheduling, but I've got an awesome crew that's helping. Nice. Brew. So we've got, um, technically another guy who's kind of taken over the head brewing position and then, um, an, another brewer as well. Okay. And, and they're just cranking it out. Good for you. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. It's, it's great. Do you have time? Do you, I mean, I assume you guys are a bit outdoorsy, but since opening in 2017, it, have, do you remember what the mountains are like? Are you just stuck <laughs> in here or have you gotten I, out there? I went skiing like three times this year, Okay, but for other reasons too. Um, yeah. Cause we just opened up the other tasting room. So we've oh, been right. dedicating a lot of time and effort to that. That's the um, one that's like, how did you call that downtown? Like down by the casinos? We're kinda. calling it the Libation Lodge. Okay. By South Lake Brewing Company. So nice. we have yeah. a whole nother name. And that's right by the Heavenly Village gondola and yeah. close to the casinos and everything. So that's where all the foot traffic is in town. That would be considered our downtown. Okay. Here. That's all the tourist foot traffic. Exactly. Right? So yeah, which that's another thing that's, I think that I like about South Lake, um, being my own boss, I don't have to come here on weekends. I was here last weekend. Took a drive down there on a Saturday. Don't drive down there on a Saturday. Yeah, no, no. But I mean, by, come to the brewery, but come to the brewery, yeah. <laughs> but by Sunday, even like midday Sunday, apparently yeah. everyone leaves early Sunday morning. Yep. It was fine again. Mm -hmm. um, I also just to throw out some weird, unique Tahoe place. Uh, when I found your tasting room there, it was because I was going to some alpaca store like three yep, doors right down next door. the like super um political alpaca store yes right he yep. like puts they um, have they have alpacas out front like wearing trump hats it's yeah pretty cool it's all I trump guess. hats i was looking for a rug that i cannot afford and i read the reviews of this place and all the reviews are like uh high quality alpaca stuff totally crazy owner <laughs> so yeah anyway, that's how I found we love our room. neighbors there he's a character the, he was that nice shopping to me. center yeah. is awesome it's like, a really cool center yeah you have a new pho place right next we to you do. i'm telling you i'm like a local now i've scoped out everything <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> i didn't try the pho place yet but i will i'm gonna it's, go have a beer sure. and uh and check that out so what about another thing that's unique in tahoe uh, everybody says that tahoe has the best drinking water in california uh, how does that uh, equate to brewing? Yeah. So, um, our water super unique up here. We're just basically pulling it out of a giant granite bowl. So it doesn't have time to filter through, you know, all different kinds of sediment. It's just sitting here right in this granite bowl. Right. Um, so with that, all the, the water itself, very few salts in it. Okay. 
very soft water. Um, we barely do anything to our water other than just do a, a quick um, carbon filter. Okay. To remove any chlorine that the the utility district adds to it. Got it. And um, yeah. Uh, but barely... do, you, do you add salts then if it's such a low? Yeah. So okay. for say like our party lapse Pilsner, or our South Lake Pilsner that we started with, just enough to get a little bit of calcium in there. Okay. Um, help with yeast health and all that. Um, and then, you know, with... With that, we can adjust. We can make something that would be kind of like an English, um, you know, pale or IPA water, sure. super hard. Or, you know, we can leave it soft. We can adjust it accordingly. So we're not having to use, like, RO water or anything like that. But it's about as close to RO as you can get, I guess, yeah. from a natural source. Exactly. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it, great. Yeah. It, and by the way, it is great drinking water. Like, I will be emptying my RV tank mm -hmm. that hopefully didn't crack when it froze <laughs> and filling it with drinking water from here to go home with. Yes. Yeah, yeah straight I, from the top. It's yes. delicious. It's so good. Yeah, I'm taking home 80 gallons of that stuff. <laughs> it is very nice. <laughs> so that's good. And is that something that you thought about before coming here or just sort of an afterthought? Um, we always knew, the, you know, the water is great. Growing up here, everyone's like, oh, my God, the water's delicious. Yeah. Um, so we knew it would be great for brewing. And then when I sent it out to get tested, it's like, oh, wow, there's like barely anything in here. Right. And um, and then it just, yeah, dawned on me. Okay, I don't. I don't have to worry about RO. don't have to worry about any yeah. type of extra filtration. So that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, tell me about this pale ale. Cause I, I this is something to me uh, and, and not because I'm the scientist that knows how to do it just from doing the show. Water is super important in a pale ale because it should be a delicate beer that the hops shine. And so tell me about the pale. Yeah. So this is our trail builder pale ale. Um, we've been doing this one since close to the beginning and um, really just kind of, took it on as like this is going to be the south lakes version of the sierra nevada pale nice. just like ubiquitous american pale yeah um so we definitely start with cascade hops and then we're like okay what will set it apart a little bit so we started adding a little bit of idaho seven and citra oh, yeah. nice um kind of wanted that typical grapefruit aromatics but add a little bit of that like soft dank character citra and then idaho seven just has a kind of a mind of its own yeah a little bit of that extra tropical and black tea vibe mm -hmm. and then um yeah the water we do add a little bit of salt so this one is about a two to one ratio gypsum to calcium chloride okay um to kind of build that that water up yeah and then um almost split evenly between just regular two row and maris otter okay and then we throw a little bit of flaked wheat in there just for body nice so it's the Maris Otter that I pick out of this beer every time. And by the way, this is the first beer I have every time I come here. Oh, no way. Right. Yeah. Well, I always, uh, I, I love pale ales anyway. Um, so most places I'll at least once, it's the first beer I go for, but then it's not always, I don't always return to it because to me, it's hard to make a good pale ale. You yeah. guys have nailed it. So well, I do always have this one. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. We, we go through iterations with this beer. It's mostly on the hopping side. Okay. Do we want it a little more hoppy? What are we looking for exactly? Um, we've actually toned down the salts a little bit on it just to kind of get it a little bit softer. Okay. Um, so that's kind of what we've been working at. Um, but yeah, this is just kind of what I want to drink. Yeah. You know, it's also why we're playing with the West Coast Pilsners because it's kind of like you said. Yeah. It's got that pale ale, hoppy pale ale vibe and just even crispier. Sure. Um, well, and yeah. some people make their pale ales like your, your hoppy pills and that's a 
about my limit for a light pail. Like I'd, I'd actually prefer not to have it that light. Yeah, it needs to have a little bit more balance with that malt character. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, that's kind of what we're shooting for with the trail builder. And the cool story about the trail builder is we actually brew this in support of Tamba, which is the local mountain bike association. Nice. So we give back a little bit with this beer oh, that's to help great. build trails. That's great. Um, yeah, and that's kind of a that's a big thing for for Tahoe residents. Sounds like a silly way to say it, but um, almost everything I buy here has an option to donate to the Tahoe Fund or the Trails Fund or the Mountain Fund. Like, there's a bunch of, and it's great. It's like a dollar. So I'm always like, yeah, I'm a visitor. Take my dollar. You know. So that's good that you guys do that too. Yeah, I think it's great to make the tourists aware that like the stuff just doesn't pop up by right. itself. Like, right. It takes. And most of the time it's locals putting in the work, putting in the time to, whether it's work on trails that people are going to ride or hike or, you know, clean up the lake or something like that. So just getting that awareness to everyone who comes and enjoys, you know, the outdoor amenities that we have here is, is pretty important to everyone who lives here. Sure. Well, let's talk about that for a second. And I think it's part of your seasonality, but also, you know, in the Bay area, we, we hear about the the exodus from the Bay area. Right. And with remote working, you know, how many homes, how many people tried to move here or did move here and how many homes got bought. Um, and you know, I don't, we don't have to complain about that if you don't want, but I'm, I'm more curious that how that affected business during COVID. Now I know Nicole, you said you were shut down a couple of times, just like we were, right. but when you opened back up, did you find not only your regulars, but a ton of new faces that have moved here or, or did you not really see that? so much you know it was it was hard to tell at first okay like whether they were regulars that you know had lived here previously versus um bay area transplants yeah if you want to call them yeah that. yeah um thank you for coming here and supporting of course us. yeah um of course but uh yeah i don't know i think i think covid 2020 was just a really different year for everyone uh before we could open again, which I believe was on May 16th, mm. 2020, mm-hmm. um, we were actually, again, going back to that direct-to-consumer um, vibe, like I was on the online store all the time, daily updating inventory, right. updating the cans available, the crawlers, et cetera. And people could uh, order beer and we would personally deliver it to their homes yeah. with gloves and a mask. And like, Sure, I did the same thing. ISO. <laughs> you know, so we, we did that for a little while. We continued to do that throughout the summer, actually, where we could, if you ordered a certain amount, we would deliver it for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, during the summer of 2020, because everyone knew that we were open again, mm-hmm. um, that Tahoe was the best place to go, you know, be outside. to be outside yeah. before they closed down the beaches and did all that. Um, I mean, we were packed like in June of 2020, I think was a big one, July, August, even through historically October is a really slow month for Tahoe and October, 2020 was like one of our best months of the year. Amazing. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. And you know, we continue to partner with um, food trucks and food vendors and just, you know, huge shout out to them because we don't have a kitchen on site here at this location. Okay. Um, that, uh, because of those food vendors, we were able to open back up and right. sell draft. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That sort of, and that saved everybody. It's the same as down in the Bay area too. And the, and the ABC, I mean, I've heard people complain about the ABC for years until COVID. 
Mm-hmm. And you got to admit, at least I do, that they really bent over backwards to allow breweries, uh, license holders like me, to change the rules a little bit, bend mm-hmm. the rules a little bit to, to you know. And they're still doing some of those, by the way, like the, yeah. the being able to use adjacent spaces still so that you right. can have more outdoor property. So Yeah. When we opened the beer garden, actually, uh, I think it was the day of... Um, sometime during the summer of 2020 when um, Newsom declared that you can only consume uh, food and alcohol like outside. Right. Right. And yeah. so it was, conveniently we opened this thousand square feet beer garden on the side of our brewery. So, yeah. Um, and that's a permanent space. Uh, oh, nice. Now. So that's great. That's really great too. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of fast tracked some of that stuff. Like yeah. you probably would have been able to do that anyway, but it, the process would have just been a little bit harder. So, Correct. Yeah. 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 Well, it's good to hear that the, that the Bay area transplants and the, and the visitors, I mean, cause I know it's not all bad. It's a tourist town, right? Yeah. Um, but there is a definite impact of all of us coming up here. Um, and so, like you said, these programs to sort of teach people and allow us to contribute, I think is, is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, just like anything, when you go to visit a place, like respect yes. the place, respect the people that live there and don't trash our town. Right. And as long as you're, doing that and respecting our gorgeous lake and community like come on up more than welcome in my opinion right so I I wish sometimes that I had like a b-side to my podcast where we actually would trash talk all this stuff (laughs) you know and and I get to hear the stories about can you imagine that this person did this (laughs) Uh, yeah we had those stories flying that that couple years during COVID I mean this was basically you know all of California's backyard Tahoe became the right. place to just get away. And, you know, we, we were a little more lax on all the restrictions here. Sure. We didn't have the population. So yeah, we're, we're getting some interesting characters in town and I feel like they just, they hadn't been social in yeah. a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think yeah, it was that's just hard for everyone. So yeah. we, and yeah, in, in fairness, kind of what you're saying, we, we had that in the Bay area too, where some, some people coming into the hop grenade and I was like, Oh yeah, you haven't been out in a long, long time. And it shows you are being a dick. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And I was working very closely with my staff then. So like more than ever, I, when we opened, I was mostly running the brewing network, but once COVID hit, I needed to be there. Yeah. And so I didn't experience it as much as they had until that time and then i was like oh you guys are all saints I, i've never right. loved my staff so much exactly than during that time uh, and still now they're still dealing with with, with some of that yeah. oh yeah so yeah well i know we're running out of time so so that you can open your your tap room but maybe just what's next for you guys um are you looking for a bigger brewery do you love it just right here being small what are you thinking yeah so it's it's been pretty exciting with the, as you can see, the brewery's kind of starting to take over the tap room. You can part. canning line Our right, canning here. Lines right yeah. here. Yeah. I we, love that your canning line is like the fence between the tasting room and the yeah. brewery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's exciting when we're canning and people are showing up to, right. to come in here. It's pretty loud, but everyone's super interested in checking sure. it out. So we have a little bit of space to shoehorn in a couple more tanks, but we're, okay. we're getting to the max right now. And you know, with that, you know, we want to be able to brew beer more efficiently, mm-hmm. make more beer, of course. So like Nicole said, we have the Libation Lodge now. That's our auxiliary tasting room and nice. kitchen. And uh, no brewery there. Just no brewery. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's kind of 
yet to be seen how much beer we're going to go through over there. Sure. Like Nicole said, we're, we did about 40% of our volume last year through this tasting room. Yeah. So we're definitely going to have to eat a little bit of our wholesale to go to that second tasting room. How long has it been open over there? Just three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Just okay. So yeah. you yeah. really are just figuring it out. Okay. Yeah. 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 We opened during the, our little shoulder season here. So, okay. Um, so yeah, we, we weren't quite at full capacity with our current setup. So we we're probably last year at about 75%. Okay. So we can eke out a little bit more here, but yeah, I think we want to, we want to find another spot to build a, you know, a production facility that's more efficient Nice. and, uh, want to keep it in town. Um, you know, one of the things we wanted to do when we moved back to Tahoe is, okay, if we're going to start a business, let's not just make jobs that are found throughout Tahoe. Okay. You know, that hospitality thing, it's of course a par- portion of it, sure. but we wanted to be able to bring manufacturing jobs back to the area and just something that's like, you know, a little bit more well, well-rounded of a business. Sure. So, and, and creating careers in that sense, exactly. just some, some longevity there. Yeah. Uh, I like that. It's yeah, a good idea. It's, it's really exciting to see our employees kind of grow with the company and more opportunities expand as, as we, you know, are able to sell more beer. Sure. Um, and yeah, the sky's the limit, honestly, with us. I mean, the, the dream, you know, just to throw it out there is to become a destination brewery with maybe even a hotel component or an outdoor event space or something like that. Um, but the second production facility in town is definitely our next step. Sure. It's exciting. You got to build up to that. That's a great idea. I love that vision. And why not for a place like this? I think that really fits. That's a good, yeah, it makes sense. People are already coming here for Tahoe, but it would be amazing for someday they come here because of Tahoe and South Lake Brewing Company. Totally. that. I love that. Well, the beer's already there, so that you're you're starting off well. Perfect. Do that. I'll be telling people go there. You're my destination brewery here. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I did visit another one in town for the first time, and they had pretty decent beer too. Yeah, um, awesome. But, but yours is my go-to. Um, and then, just for my own curiosity, if it was a normal winter, because we talked about it being seasonal here, so in a more normal winter, is it busier up here in the winter or the summer? It's summer. Hands it's always down. summer. Okay. It's always summer. Okay. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. I mean, not everyone skis, not yeah. everyone snowboards, not everyone has the ability to do that. Um, but you have the ability to come up, see the snow, you know, or during the summer or even during the winter, go see the lake. Yeah. Um, and then come have a beer. So. Okay. But you get, yeah, I guess you get all the campgrounds full in the summer. Yeah. The casinos are full. The, the lake concerts. is full. The concerts. Okay. So that makes sure. sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's always going to be summer. And so that's what you guys are ramping up for now. Yeah, this, exactly. This long winter being behind you. We throw an anniversary party every Memorial Day weekend. Okay. And then that's kind of our kickoff for, for the summer. So nice. We've got a, a couple beers that we're about to brew for kind of like we always do some collabs for the. Excellent. anniversary so we're getting excited about that and then yeah and then summer hits and it's off to the races okay all right well so if you haven't been and you're looking for an excuse memorial day weekend's a good time to come up you get some some unique beer who are you doing your collapse with can i, can I ask uh that? so we've got three set up we're gonna do one with alibi and they're in incline village mm-hmm. on the other side of the lake we're gonna do one with Teresa over at crooked lane yes so we're stoked about that one awesome and then andrew at flatland Nice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, those are some good ones. Yeah, it'll be fun. Did you guys just do the music festival that was up here somewhere? Teresa was sending me pictures of it. It was some 
big old no we didn't get to go that one it's in Truckee yeah Yeah. okay she's closer I didn't know where it was exactly okay yeah that looked like a good one yeah Yeah. that one's fun yeah well thank you so much for having me here I really appreciate it yeah thanks for coming Um, the beer is fantastic I'm gonna say of of the three we tried today I'm with my festival people it's the party laps that I really really that's probably my favorite one I'm gonna be coming back to that this week that one needs to come back I think yeah, we're, we are, are we on your last quick. of it right now? I think we have half a keg left. So. Okay. Well, I'll have to come back tonight then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. The beer is great, and I, I do really appreciate the time. I want to thank you again for participating in Spring Brews Festival. You always have a spot there if you want it. Um, so, yeah, and keep up the good work. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching you guys grow, and I'll go check out the, the tasting room downtown too. Yeah, Sounds appreciate good. it. Yeah, cheers. All right. Well, thank you to our sponsors today. Thanks to More Beer for bringing you this show like they always do. Thanks to 21st Amendment. Their watermelon wheat is back. Uh, Go check it out at a store near you. And, of course, go to southlakebeer.com where you can get all the info you need about visiting here, uh, maybe where you can find the beer. Might be a beer locator on there, and you can certainly order it uh, directly mailed to your house within California, of course. can we do five minutes of like rapid fire questions for you guys? Sure. Definitely. It's not beer stuff. All right. Let's do it. Chris, if you were to get a tattoo today, what would it be? Ooh. Um, <laughs> it would be our bear logo. Oh, I like um, your bear logo. Yeah. It's, it's pretty unique. It's kind of a geometric bear that has um, Ursa Major uh, constellation in it. So I think that would be it. That's a dope tattoo. I like that idea. Um, Nicole. If you go out to a restaurant and your food is bad, do you send it back or do you just deal with it? No, I was so close a (laughs) couple months ago (laughs) to send it back. But uh, I feel like now that we've opened a kitchen, I I understand. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I know why. (laughs) Um, It's very difficult and challenging to run a kitchen, but we got it. Um, but no, I'm not the type of person to ever do that. Honestly, I have to send it back more. I'm allergic to dairy. So oh. if they accidentally throw like cheese on my burger or something like you that, gotta send I it. have to. Send it back. <laughs> yeah. See, that's <laughs> fair. I like a dick. <laughs> yeah. I would feel less bad about that. I'm like 50, 50 on it, by the way, Nicole, I do feel bad when I do it. Uh, so yeah. sometimes I'll just, if it's not that bad, I just suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris. Uh, okay. Aside from brewing, what talent could be anything? Would you like to possess if you could? Ooh, you know, talent. you could be like a singer. You could, I mean, just anything that you've ever thought of. What talent that you don't have did you ever wish you had? Oh, man. Something I haven't really thought about. Um, you've got all the talents you need. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I do. I love skiing. I'm okay at that. I've been doing it all my life and okay. mountain biking. Um, you don't have some secret dream to be like a cellist or something. You know what? I I never learned I never learned to play any musical instrument. So I would say probably like playing guitar or something like that. I, okay. Yeah, that's like the one thing I missed out. Like okay. Starting young. Yeah. yeah. We love punk rock and like going to shows um, and shows stuff. and you know live music. Heck is yeah. the best. Do you have a Do you have a a secret talent you wish you possess, Nicole? Ooh. I don't know. Being Just taller. Flying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm five foot on a good day. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being taller. No. Uh, I would say probably the ability to 
communicate exactly how that person needs to be communicated oh, to. Oh, that's a good skill. There we go. That's a so great we don't skill. Have any conflict? That's right. A, yeah. Ooh, that's, that's a, a new one. I, that's look a great at, idea. And I'm a communication major. I didn't think of that. <laughs> that's a great skill. Okay, I like that one. Um, okay, and then last one for Chris. What's your favorite non-South Lake beer right now? Ooh. Something that, you know, even if it's just whatever's always in your fridge or, or if it's a new one that you're just into right now, anything. Mm. Um, I've been really stoked on what the guys at Wondrous have been doing mm. down the bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple of their loggers at the Spring Brews Fest. Those were really good. Yeah, his loggers are great. Um, I really miss Pale 31. Yeah, me too. Me too. And that's kind of what <laughs> set me off. You know, I said Trailbuilder was kind of like our Sierra Nevada, but mm. um, I originally got the idea of brewing pails, home brewing, by drinking Pale 31. So nice. It's kind of the non-existent one in my fridge. I think you're getting there. The I, You know, the main difference on yours from Pale 31 to me is a, a firmer bitterness. Yes. On yeah. yours. The Pale 31 always had just that super soft bitterness. And actually, I go back and forth between what I want. Sometimes I want the firmer bitters like yours. Sometimes I want that smoother one like theirs. And so. that's one issue we have up here. Um, I don't know if it's because we boil at a lower temperature. Oh, We right. boil at about 203 degrees here. Okay. Because um, we're at 6,200 foot elevation. But I don't know if it's something with isomerizing the, the hop oils and alpha acid. Right. Um, that's that, interesting. Like sometimes we have to we have to hit it with more hops than we think to get that like assertive bitterness. Okay, so that's something we're always playing with. I, mean, I should have asked about that with the differences <laughs> of brewing up here. I forgot about the elevation. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a one ten of degree nine degree difference. That's crazy. Yeah, that's quite a lot. Yeah, it's a trip. And then stuff like that and like carbonating the beers properly. There's a difference between you know that the tank pressure and the gauge pressure and all that. So okay, um, sometimes we have to overcompensate our carbonation so then when it we send it off the hill that it has kind of the carbonation that we that we intended it to have got the tap room that's some experimentation you've had to do right yeah yeah and we still don't have it perfect (laughs) (laughs) that's fair well this is great for me because i'm going to be coming up here a lot more so the disadvantage of not doing three-hour shows anymore is that we have so much more to talk about but the advantage is we'll just do this again Exactly. Uh, we have tons to talk about. Well, thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, once again, folks, go to southlakebeer.com. You can learn all about their, their stories there. Uh, it's a great website. Um, and come visit them up here if you're coming to Tahoe. And be nice to their town when you come here. Exactly. I'm, I'm like adopting it as my town, too. So <laughs> I, I feel like a certain protectiveness. Honorary local. Yeah. For Justin. <laughs> exactly. All right, folks. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Take care of yourselves and your beer. The Session is a production of The Brewing Network and brought to you by More Beer. Check them out at morebeer.com. Find more content and live video of this show on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brewingnetwork. For sponsorship opportunities and information, please reach out to advertising at thebrewingnetwork.com. To reach our hosts, contact feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com.